Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Pine Farm Revisited The Basket of Flowers Episode 18 The Count and his family were just on the eve of leaving Eichborg, and next morning at break of day all was bustle in the castle, preparing for their departure. In the midst of all the preparations, however, Mary was not forgotten, and each one vied with the other in the attentions they paid to her. Mary's clothes, which she had bought during her residence at Pine Farm, were made of the coarsest material and of the plainest cut, but one of Amelia's friends, a young lady of the same age and size as Mary, at Amelia's request, presented Mary with a complete outfit, which without being extravagant, was more in keeping with her new situation. In answer to Mary's modest protest against donning what seemed to her extravagantly grand garments, Amelia said, You are my friend. You are also to live with me. You ought therefore to dress yourself differently from a farm servant. After breakfast they started on their journey homeward, and Mary sat beside Amelia in the carriage with the Count and Countess opposite. First of all, however, the Count gave orders for the coachman to drive them to Pine Farm, that he might become acquainted with the people who had entertained Mary at her father so kindly. It was not long before they gathered from Mary's answers that the old people at Pine Farm were far from being comfortable, and that their declining years were not so peaceful as they had a right to expect. The arrival of a nobleman's carriage at Pine Farm caused no, no little excitement. No sooner had the young farmer's wife seen the carriage stop at the door than she hastened towards it. Sir, said she to the Count, allow me to assist you and also the ladies, your daughters, I presume. So saying, she presented her hand to one of the young ladies. When recognizing her to be Mary herself, she uttered an exclamation of surprise, let go her hand as if she had touched a serpent, and drew back in great confusion. The old farmer was working in his garden when the Count, with his family and Mary, alighted, and when they went to the good old man, took him by the hand and thanked him for his kindness toward Mary and her father, the worthy farmer was deeply moved. Oh, said he, I owe that good man more than ever he owed me. The blessing of heaven came with him into our home, and if I had followed his advice in everything, I should have been much better for it at this moment. Since his death I have no pleasure in anything but this garden, which I began to cultivate at his suggestion. Since I have not had strength to follow the plow, I have occupied myself here, and I seek among the herbs and flowers the peace which I can no longer find in my own house. In the meantime Mary had gone to look for the old farmer's wife in her little room, and she now came forward leading her by the hand. The worthy woman was quite overcome by the strange circumstances in which she found Mary, and the excitement of the moment, and when she came forward to meet the Count and Countess, it was with a timid air and an evident distress at finding herself the object of so much attention. By and by, however, she and her husband heard the story of the finding of the ring, and so great was their affection for Mary that they cried for joy like children. 
Did I not tell you, said the farmer, addressing Mary, that your philo piety would receive its reward? You see, my prophecy is already fulfilled. And his wife, who had recovered her self-possession, said, Yes, yes, your father was right when he said, He who clothes the flowers well knows how to take care of you. While this conversation had been going on, the young farmer's wife stood at some distance, consumed with jealousy and anger. Well, well, she said to herself, there is no saying what will happen in this life. That miserable baker whom I turned out of my house, look at her now, dressed like a young lady of high rank. Who would have thought of such a thing? Everyone, however, knows who she is, so she cannot impose on anyone in this town. They know that yesterday she, what, she was sent from here with a little package under her arm to go into the country. The Count had not heard this abusive language, but a glance at the woman's face was enough to show him that she was nursing angry passions. She is a wicked creature, he said to himself as he walked around the garden in a very thoughtful mood. At last he stopped before the old farmer. Listen, my good old friend, said he, while I make a proposition to you. I have given Mary a piece of ground on my estate, which was rented and cultivated by her father. But Mary is not ready to take up housekeeping. What should prevent you from retiring there? It will suit you, I am certain, and the owner will not exact any rent from you. You can cultivate the herbs and flowers in which you find your pleasure, and you will find, in the pretty cottage which is attached to the ground, rest and peace in your old age. The Count's wife, Amelia, and Mary joined in urging the old man to accept this generous offer, but there was no need for persuasion. The old people were happy to be taken from their uncomfortable surroundings, and gladly agreed to the proposal. At this moment the young farmer came home from the fields. His surprise was as great as his wife's. When he saw the carriage at his door drawn by four white horses, for never in the history of the farm had a carriage stopped there before. When he heard of the proposal which the Count had made to his father and mother, he gladly consented to it, although he was deeply grieved to part from his old parents. His consolation was found, however, in thinking that they were going to be happier than they could possibly be with his wife. As for his wife herself, the only remark she made was to say in a spiteful way to the Count, It is a great favor you are doing us in ridding us of two old people who are nothing but a burden promising to send for the old farmer and his wife as soon as everything was ready the count and his family accompanied by mary now stepped into the carriage and drove off here for a time we will leave mary and follow the fortunes of the occupants of pine farm thank you for listening to another episode of acresoft story classic <music>